Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. ...of the National Anthem, eight-time Grammy Award winner, Chris Stapleton. And you see by the dawn's early light, oh, so proudly we hailed at the twilight that's gleaming, whose broad stride. And bright stars through the perilous fight. Oh, the ramparts we walked were so gallantly streaming, and the Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia. That's the Red Pill Project. This is Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we unfold the global conspiracy and bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. That right there was Chris Stapleton as he sang the national anthem yesterday at the Super Bowl. And that song, just anytime I hear a good performer sing it, just gives me chills and makes me want to cry. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, Likewise. like today, it's it's one of those days where you need to hear a song like that, at least in my perspective. I think that there's a lot of things happening in the world right now, and this uh, it, it's a very chaotic time. It's a very uh, it's a very dire time. I mean, I, I look back a lot as uh, talking to General Flynn last week, and uh, you know, he was very very adamant that there's nobody coming to save you. There's no special military operations. There's no generals that are going to pop out and go raid the White House. Um, and and he said, this is up to us. This is up to America. And, you know, yeah. I, w- I caught some TikToks the other day. Mm-hmm. And I, I must have got on, like, the militia channel or something. I don't know. But it was... Um, <laughs> 
it was a bunch of dudes talking about because it was all the balloons and all this stuff. It oh, was yeah. a bunch of dudes basically talking about um, what would happen if China invaded the United States. Oh my! And uh, <laughs> it was a bunch of veterans, a bunch of rednecks, a bunch of militia members, and they're like, "Just come try it. Just watch what happens." Just please, please do it. And one dude like pulls out. He goes, I got dual master's degrees in chemical engineering and psychological warfare. And trust me, I was raised by a green beret. And trust me, I can't wait to use these books. And he starts pulling up books on explosives, on chemical weapons. And, and it's like, you, you really don't want to mess with America, especially on our ground. And right now, we are under attack, guys. I, I, I think so. I, I, I've been... Listen, I, I've been analyzing this all day about the East Palace, Palestine. Is it East Palestine? It's not Palestine. Yes. Yeah, it's East Palestine train derailment. And mm -hmm. I've been uh, last night I started taking. So I've been gone because I was at my house in Denver clearing it out this weekend. Um, I knew about the East Palestine train derailment last week, two weeks ago when it originally happened. And we discussed it very briefly. Didn't think too much of it. Um, but as this has progressed, it's become more and more of a concern. Um, tonight, I mean, there's there's news to go through, but really the news we're going to talk about is kind of everything that's been on my Twitter for the last day. And so, because I think there's a lot of questions that people have out there that really need to be answered. Yeah, um, there's a lot of good tidbits of information in there for sure. Right. Now, um, we, we can, we're going to look at three things tonight. Tonight, we're going to look at balloons and objects, okay, and how this is potentially a distraction. Don't look up, right? Don't look up. Everybody's looking up now. Everybody's like, UFOs, aliens, what is it? We have that, and I'm going to go through some logic on this in the sense of what we've seen because there's some there, there's a lot of contradicting reports coming out, especially between SecDef, Secretary of Defense, and as well as NORAD. And uh, it, what's actually being reported in these types of things. Then I, I'm going to talk about um, uh, supply chain infrastructure, firestorm event, these attacks. Um, originally, I was thinking that the uh, and I'll, I'll, I, and originally I was thinking about what the East Palestine thing was was corporate terrorism. This still potentially yeah. could be that, but we'll consider that in the long run. Um, and yeah. then afterwards, I want to talk about. Russia, because there's there's some interesting things happening on that side of the house, and a lot of this could be a distraction for what is actually coming. Um, because listen, I've always said I have the thing I call the um, uh, optimization theory, and that when you're moving from one system to a new system, what happens in between is points of chaos. The systems destabilize, and right now. This is massive destabilization. Like, it's getting, it's bam, 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 bam. Everybody forgot about congressional hearings already. Yeah. Wow, just, just like that. Not even a week ago. Not even, yeah, not even like four days ago. So let's start with uh, some balloon business, all right? Now, Secretary of Defense uh, Austin just came out and said, I want to be clear, the three objects taken down this weekend are very different from what we were talking about last week. We knew exactly what we were dealing with then. That was a CCP surveillance balloon. Okay, so okay. I've seen some videos come out. We were looking at some videos last night of these, these wobbling objects in the sky going through the clouds. Those are about 5,000 feet. It's highly unlikely that these are the objects they're talking about. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're we're reporting objects much higher than that. Right. The 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 sure. lowest object that they talked about was twenty thousand feet, and the size of these objects that were seen, um, you, you would not be able to see those objects at twenty thousand feet. Um, so let me let me go into my Twitter feed, and we're gonna start pulling some. There's so much stuff here. Um, I can't even. <sighs> but I, and then That's I there's yeah there there is some stuff. I mean, oh my goodness, it's just so much stuff. Anyways, let me let me find here. Okay, so these are the uh, these are the videos that I was just talking about in the sense of the unconfirmed reports. This is the one over Lake Huron. If you look, uh, he's gonna zoom in. You're gonna see this object in the sky. It's wobbling. Um, this is a very low flying object, and you can just tell. I mean, you're able. You can tell that from that distance. It's maybe a few hundred feet in the air. That's definitely not 20,000 feet in the air. Um, my guess is, is that is like a party balloon. It's like one of those metallic party balloons, quite honestly. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I've followed a party balloon for way too long than I should have. It's hard to <laughs> identify these things from, from afar. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so things like that, if you're seeing them, those are most likely party balloons. But Man. yesterday we did see that the United States closed airspace over parts of Lake Michigan. Uh, for national defense reasons. And then afterwards, over Lake Huron, they shot down an object. Now, mm. this is interesting because I, I want to start with these objects first. That the F-16 that shot down the object over Lake Huron missed on its first attempt. The missile still hasn't been located. Um, That's interesting. That's really, really interesting. This is a, a Sidewinder air-to-air missile. Uh, these things are really expensive missiles. These are like between 800000 to a few million dollars a missile, depending on the type that they are. Um, right. We've had four objects shot down. The first one we know was a spy balloon. Now, there's a point here that I want to bring up, and I'm looking for this specifically because it was something I posted um, on my Twitter earlier today. About these, uh, about about what's happening, and you got to really pay attention to what people are saying, especially people in the know, and you gotta like kind of look at what they're saying, right? So, this is what I said here. I said, "Watch the skies. Something is not right with what is happening." After the Chinese spy balloon was detected by civilians on the ground and later shot down, something happened at NORAD. That's something that happened. NORAD General uh, Van Herk on Search for Objects, he said, we have adjusted some of those gates to give us better fidelity on seeing smaller objects. You can also filter out the by altitude. And so with some adjustments, we've been able to get a better categorization of radar tracks now. What do I mean by this? Specifically, is when you're talking about radar... If you don't know what you're looking for, you're probably not going to find it. Um, NORAD, NORTHCOM, however you want to look at this, North America, when you're talking about this in the sense of, um, you know, looking for enemy incursions, ICBMs, missiles, these types of things. What you're looking for is you're looking for specifically fast objects that have certain parameters of, of velocity as well as altitude, right? 
And so when we start looking at what the general said there, specifically he said is, we weren't looking for these things, hence why we never detected them. But after the Chinese spy balloon, what they did is they went into that parameter setting within their radar, and they started looking for slower moving objects or even faster objects, but they, they changed the scope or the, the range on their gating, on their radars. And, and you can do this by different gain intensities. And I don't know how they do it with the, the 3D radars they use today. But basically what it does is it can hone in on various different parameters. So you can look for objects that are moving between these velocities at these object, uh, at these altitudes. You can look for objects that are, you know, a car shape or smaller. After they yeah. did this is when they detected these next three objects that they shot down. That's yeah, the which... key to understand here. Why? Because... Uh, they were being asked, Kirby was being asked questions today, and, and they kind of elaborated, you know, are you guys following the same protocol you have been? Why are you shooting things down, down now? And that's when we learned about these parameter changes right? to the radar. So, so it's just wild to me that this could potentially have been ha happening every day for years. It happens every day. I, I've been saying this for the longest time. If you look up in the sky at night, you're going to see some things that aren't satellites. Okay, so... They recalibrated NORTHCOM radars to detect smaller objects and pinpoint altitude. It is then that we have these other three objects that were detected and then shot down. Reports by military say that these objects were octagonal, so they're octagon-shaped, cylindrical. Kirby, What's that? Kirby denied that that was verified. Uh, I, I could care less what the Joe Biden administration and Kirby say. Uh, yeah. This is coming well, from... Well, from just... Go ahead. Yeah, it's coming. Go ahead. No, 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 it's coming from DOD spokesman. This is what I'm saying is there's conflicting mm -hmm. reports because what we're hearing from senators who are getting DOD briefings, right? The senator in Montana that got a DOD briefing said these were octagonal and cylindrical uh, objects. Cylindrical mm -hmm. means that it's like long, narrow, cylindrical, you know, like, like a cup or something. Mm -hmm. um, that's odd. The other is octagonal, right? Low altitude, and they apparently interfered with radar, okay? Interpe interfered with radar uh, when they were originally detected. So this is a Gateway Pundit article. Object shot down over Canada. Small metallic balloon that crossed near U.S. sensitive sites before it was decommissioned, according to the Pentagon. So the Pentagon saying that the object over um, the Yukon was a balloon. I, I don't doubt that. I'm just giving you what we know in the sense of the information. All right. Um, so what are they? The Chinese apparently found one and they're going to shoot it down as well. Now that's odd, isn't it? All of a sudden the are. Chinese find one and they're like, hey, we're going to shoot this some bitch down. Right. And there's your report on this. China scrambles fighter jets to shoot down unidentified object in airspace. And so now we saw alien stuff start trending and people thinking they're UFOs. Now, I do have a little information I want to share on this because is that a potential? Who knows? Because now they're like covering it up saying, oh, they're just balloons. After Secretary of Defense just said, they're not balloons. So yeah, <clears throat> you just said Kirby said that they were balloons. We just One saw that article. Balloon. Yeah, that article just said that they were balloons. And Secretary of Defense just said they're not balloons. So well, he said one was a balloon. The other two are objects. They're being really careful. They were calling yeah. them balloons. Today, they're changing their verbiage to one's definitely a balloon. The other ones, they don't know. It's really weird how they're dancing around it and changing what they're saying day by day. And like you said, conflicting stories. I right. saw this. Oh, no, you didn't. Okay. 
Right. The weird thing is how the media covered it over the past few days, too. I, I agree. Really. Because the media didn't know how to cover it. That's I think that's the key there. Mm. Okay. So. China apparently found one and they're going to shoot theirs down as well. So Dr. Gary Nolan is a Stanford professor who was approached by the CIA to test the blood of military and intelligence per- personnel. He joined Tucker Carlson. Let's listen to this. And so in the process of developing some of these, we developed uh, an instrument called CYTOF, which is really all about studying blood cells at a deeper level than anybody's been able to do before. And so it was circa 2011 or so Uh, when some people from the CIA uh, and an aerospace company came to me uh, to ask me for their help uh, on the analysis of some individuals who had been, had encountered some anomalous objects, they said. And, I mean, they came to my office unannounced uh, and then started laying out pictures and data on the table in front of me and I honestly thought it was a joke. I thought it was. Wait, candy, so you're a Stanford candy. professor, an immunologist, doing medical research and building mm-hmm. companies, and all of a sudden one day the CIA shows up at your office? Because they had asked around and said, "Okay, we have these people who've been injured, and one of the things that they wanted to do in a complete medical workup of these individuals was to look at the blood. It's a natural thing to do if you're looking for an inflammation. The blood is one of the places you might look to get a sort of a more complete list of everything that's going on." in the body. And so that's when somebody said, well, if you want to do this, do it properly, you got to go talk to this guy, Nolan, at Stanford, because he has the world's best instrument that he's developed for doing it. And that's what started it. At first, I thought it was a joke. I mean, I really thought that I was being, somebody was about to put me on candid camera and make a joke of it. Uh, But as they started showing me the data, and they were deadly serious, I mean, I tried to lure them into making a joke about it, they were deadly serious about it because they had basically said at that point, people have died. Um, and, uh, so, and then they showed me some brain images of individuals uh, who had been damaged and internal scarring you can see through MRIs. And, you know, it's data. It's, it's unmistakable. You have to say, okay, well, what did that? Uh, I can conjecture or hypothesize about, you know, is it the Russians, is it UFOs or whatever, but the fact is there is data that says something is happening, and so we need to study it. And that's what a scientist should do. Of course. Oh, absolutely. So So, for some context, who were... So that was uh, Dr. Uh, Gary Nolan talking about how he was contacted by CIA to do this. Now, one of the things that he talks about is the blood from somebody at Rendlesham Forest. If you don't remember that incident, it was uh, a joint base, UK-US, and something landed in the woods. Two security officers went to check it out. Um, One of them actually touched it, and he got a download of information. You can find that on Ancient Aliens History Channel. There's great stuff. But this guy just kind of really confirmed Rendlesham Forest really happened. Um, Now... What's interesting about that is you see that people who approach these UAP type of objects um, have effects that happen to them, whether it's, you know, they die, as some people he said have happened, radiation poisoning, who knows? So I'm just pointing that out because this potentially could show that these things, whatever they are, pose a threat to human life, okay? It doesn't mean that this is what they are, okay? I'm not not saying that they're freaking UFOs. Okay, <clears throat> so interesting enough, he says, after the review of data has found out that people who've had close contact either touched these objects or have suffered, some have even died. So a few things to consider. 
what is being said that uh, with all this being said, if the Pentagon believed that these were aliens or off-world, they would know that the technology is far superior than ours of the propulsion systems. They wouldn't shoot these things down. If these right. if these things were high advanced technology from what they suspect to be off world, they wouldn't be shooting them down. Okay, that would be a declaration of war on alien an alien race potentially. Exactly. Um, hence, why I think that these objects that we saw being shot or being hearing about being shot down. Okay, I believe it is a psyop, but it's not. I think that they're using this crisis of these objects in the sky to basically produce this PSYOP for everybody to stop paying attention to what's happening elsewhere, okay? Yeah. Okay. Now, this is what I'm going to... And there's also this. With this being said, there's a large hesitancy to shoot them down. Then bring in the perspective, the public reporting of this. The government has adverted this type of scenario for over 80 years. They wouldn't all of a sudden have every Dick and Joe on the MSM spewing this story as it is USOs. So the UFO thing really doesn't make sense. Now, and, and agreed, JTAC, they probably wouldn't be able to shoot them down. But let me ask you this. What is potentially small, fast-moving, can evade radar, can evade a Sidewinder missile, okay, that could potentially be acting in concert with an array of high-altitude balloons carrying censoring devices. Drones. There you go. So, when I was in the military, we worked on a system. Back then, it was called Link 11. Now it's Link, Link 16. Um, mm -hmm. And this is a tactical censoring system. So, basically, it integrates um, aircraft, ships, surface, into kind of like a full-spectrum battlefield, right? So, mm -hmm. what it really does is it expands your sensor range. Okay. Okay. So if I have a, an aircraft in the, in the sky, that aircraft can only see what its radar is picking up. But if it's linked in, it can now see hundreds of miles. It can see anywhere in the world, anywhere it goes at any point in time because of this system. Okay? The problem with that is, well, militaries know about this, and they can pick up on those signals and stuff, right? Now, if you have a spy plane, that you want to keep, uh, we know you are, JTAC, thank you. I, I was actually the operator on the system as well. Um, it, it, let's say you have a high-altitude spy plane or spy drones, and they're working autonomously, right? Okay. How do you develop a system, not based upon satellite communication, because that can go out at their various times, to basically allow them to fly over your enemy, come from high-altitude down, Scan the grounds and move back up. A local network. A local network. High altitude balloons. Sons of guns. Sons of guns. And so what you have here is once they adjusted the calibration on their radar systems, they started detecting these small, most likely drones that were flying above the United States. That's, this yeah. is my theory. And wasn't it funny, too, with the first confirmed balloon that they shot down and recovered, they said that they confirmed U.S.-made components and parts on that craft? Well, it, it is, but they've actually talked about this, and they mm -hmm. said that some of the uh, parts on these balloons were sourced from the United States of America. And Which that makes sense. doesn't really mean anything, yeah. Right. Um, 
Well, so John Kidd says they're setting up for an EMP. This is potential. Uh, JTAC, you guys know he's he's there. We've we've actually had a few discussions on this. And if you remember the uh, the green lasers actually coming down from space and scanning in Hawaii, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. one of the things that your enemy would want to do is they would want to map out the ground, um, especially you know missile silos, military bases, these types of things. It gives a higher level of accuracy in the sense of targeting packages uh, when you yeah. start start talking about um, you know str- uh, striking another country. Yeah, and you want the most current data. Right, and you want the most current data. So most likely what we saw here or what is being uncovered, and this is what part of this cover-up is, because here's the thing. The reason they're covering this up is because this would be an act of war by China. This could be perceived easily as an act of war by China, and the U.S. does not want that. They're not in a position for that. They have Russia on their their guys. So what I'm thinking here is that the satellite, this high-altitude balloon network, was basically an extended sensor array along with autonomous flying of various drones. Um, and to give you an idea is apparently one of, one of the balloons shot down had strings attached to it or really? something was on it and then mm. left it. Um, oh, it, really? Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm thinking here is that these drones would either be dock. released from these, yeah, dock, undock. They fly down, they scan the ground, they fly back up, they redock. That would be epic. And we do Scary. have the technology for that. Absolutely. I'm sure. <clears throat> wow. And, Great theory. Well, it's a good theory. Another reason they'd cover it up is because yeah. this is an incursion on U.S. airspace. Th- this is like, oh, shit, we got oh. caught with our pants down type of deal. And so yeah. they can't come out and say that, oh, yeah, you know, it's uh, Chinese spy drones that are operating uh, on U.S. soil. Right. Yeah. So why not just say that they're UFOs and not say what they are and bring speculation and put out disinformation to say that they're UFOs? Right. Just, you know, just because Project Bluebeam might be a good next step. That's right. Um, So we talked about the potential of this being an EMP being utilized by an enemy for an EMP attack on the U.S. Very easily. Ah, And then you were also talking about how um, the some of the videos that are out there appear to be lower altitude objects in the sky who knows what the heck they are uh i just want to say be careful people need to be careful with these videos that that are out there some of them could be legit some of them could just be from the two years ago or five years ago whatever right we have to be careful but i saw some poor woman post a video saying look this is probably what they're using for their emps and it was stormtroopers standing next to a wrecked craft from star wars and i was like Sorry, lady, this is Star Wars video. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So trying to do research here. Well, (laughs) and this is the thing is never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are, what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own research, investigation, inquiry and volition. And so during the war. Right. And we are in a war. And as I said a while back, this war is about to go kinetic. Okay, and we're going to get into that here in a second. What we mean by this war is going to go kinetic. Um, This is. All right. So there's there's this perspective. Okay, Um, I, I think that this is probably somewhere in line with the truth. 
because this makes every reason why they're going to deflect this, every reason why they're not telling us the truth, every reason why they're telling us to look up this guy and stop, you know, stop questioning what's happening. Oh, it's UFOs, Project Blue Beam, all this stuff. Um, if sure. China would have this intricate spy network that was operating around the world and we just uncovered it, they're not going to tell you. They're no. going to cover up the best that they can. And UFOs are a great way to do that. It goes right back to what General Flynn said during your interview with him, too, is they're going to give you a grain of truth with their big lie. That's right. So, so what does that mean specifically? It means that China's being China. Okay. It means that China is, hey, perceives the United States as an enemy. They're going out there. They're surveilling our land. They're surveilling what's happening in our country. And uh, they are making plans for, you know, uh, military uh, countermeasures if they need them. Uh, potential of an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, utilized against the United States. Um, yes, it would be very easy for them to fly one of those balloons over the United States and detonate an EMP device, taking out our grid structure. But they don't have to do that. And that's the thing. is You don't need an EMP to take out the U.S. grid cr structure. All you would need is uh, about five or six strategically placed people to basically shoot one bullet and the whole U.S. grid will go down. And those parts would be on back order for three to six months from China. I worry about those Chinese parts in our grid that Trump always talked about. Who knows what the heck's yeah. in there? And Obama let them in. Now, going into that, okay, um, mm -hmm. What do I do? I foresee anything happening with all this? Not, not really. I think that this will die down in the next few days because I think other things are about to happen. Okay, excuse me. Um, I don't want to. So, okay, yeah, we can get into this now. So we got the spy balloons, and what I believe are drones, and this is very, very concerning, especially since they infiltrated U.S. airspace. Put that to the side. Let's go to East Palestine, Ohio. Now, a few weeks ago, there was a, a, a 10 days ago, there's a train derailment in East Palestine, Palestine. And uh, there is some very crazy chemicals on this train uh, when it crashed. Um, one of the chemicals, vinyl chloride, under pressure, immense pressure, it can explode and cause a massive explosion, highly flammable stuff. Um, yeah, go ahead. At just room temperature, it boils. It's like something. It would be like um, a compressed gas, basically. right? Right. So they decided. I believe they decided to blow that tanker up to exhaust it through an explosion. Uh, yeah. yeah. So here's the problem. So vinyl chloride is what produces polyvinyl chloride, or PVC, PVC piping. It's a massive carcinogen. The reporting that's occurring on this right now is not doing justice. The mainstream media is not touching it. And this has brought about a lot of conspiracy theories. But there's also a lot of truth to what's happening. So last night I saw Laura Loomer's post here. She says massive lethal ecological disaster recently occurred in East Palestine, Ohio. A train that was carrying 20 trains of hazardous vinyl chloride and other toxic chemicals derailed and exploded. Police are arresting reporters who are reporting the story. Let's watch the one minute and 20 se 29 second video on this. This is going to bring us up to date. 
Massive train derailed Friday, 20 of them carrying hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! Look at it! Officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. The residents say they can still smell chlorine. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. Look at all these fucking crows. I'm not kidding. This is within 10 miles of East Palestine. Okay, now I want to show you something right here. You see how this guy is putting this up there and you see kind of like the black clouds, but then there's some like white billows of clouds. When vinyl chloride, and I just learned this, when vinyl chloride is heated, do you want to know mm -hmm. what it produces, Vince? I know you don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking. No, I'm sorry. I, I was, yeah. I can't, I was trying to see what you were talking about. Okay. So when vinyl chloride is heated, it produces two different substances okay one is hydrogen chloride acid also known as hcl or hydrochloric acid when mixed with water forms big white plumes in clouds so those clouds that you saw the white stuff in between that's hydrochloric acid which is acid. highly corrosive and will can kill you okay um yeah. One of the other things, when you, when you explode vinyl chlorine, it produces something known as phosgene. Okay? Vinyl chloride. Phosgene? Phosgene. Now, nobody is mentioning this. I'm the only one on Twitter bringing this up. And people are like, I want sources. And I show them the sources. They're like, oh, shit. Now, I sent this, I sent this to Dr. Tal Braun. Um, who's a bioweapons expert and everything. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> He's going to come on the show, I think, Friday, and we're going to talk about this. But why isn't the media reporting this? Because one of the chemicals just released to be a, uh, happens to be a chemical west weapon listed under the Chemical Weapons Convention. Phosgene is nasty stuff. It killed 85,000 people during World War One. It has a short half-life of about 0.02 seconds in water. But in air and soil can last up to 44 years. Okay? So, I'm, oh, yeah. So, phosgene is extremely poisonous, was used as a chemical weapon during World War I, responsible for 85,000 deaths, a highly potent pulmonary irritant, and quickly filled enemy trenches due to being a heavy gas. It's classified as a Schedule Three substance under the Chemical Weapons Convention. In addition to industrial production, small amounts occur from the breakdown and combustion of organochlorine compounds such as chloroform or vinyl chloride. 
Uh, and February 6th, emergency crews conducted a controlled release of the burn, the toxic chemicals into the air to prevent the explosion. The burn released phosgene and hydrogen chloride into the air. Now, nobody is talking about this. So we're seeing people get, so reports are coming out, children are sick everywhere. So Republican Governor DeWine comes out and he's like, oh, it's safe to go home. The air samples are all good. They're saying that the air and the water is all good and that people can go home. This is not the case. I don't uh, think so. Dead fish, dead animals are walking. Reports are we're seeing from people in the area. And so I've been following this like a hawk. Animals are walking out of the woods and dying. Fish are just turning up in, in the water streams. By the way, they have aquifers underneath where they get their groundwater from, their, all their water. Um, this is a big freaking deal in the sense of this stuff getting into the groundwater. Fish are turning Thanks. up dead. Home pets are turning up dead. People and small children are sick with uh, pulmonary yeah. and respiratory diseases right now or having symptoms. Heart palpitations, breathing troubles. Yep. Uh, the Ohio River has been confirmed contaminated. Yep. So. Which feeds right into the Mississippi. Now, Ohio in that area is livestock, cows and pigs, and soybeans. So the soybeans produced there are 8% of the U.S. soybean supply. 97% of the U.S. soybean supply feeds what? Livestock. They're going to feed it to them. Watch. So. This gets into the water system. What does that water get used for? Livestock, irrigation, and drinking water. Not only that, is now it's in the Ohio River and it's going downstream. This is multi... This goes all the way into other states, guys. The drinking water from the Ohio River goes into other states. Um, this is why your government is not saying anything on it. They realize that this is a massive ecological disaster that's going to have massive loss of life um yeah, this morning i postulated it could be worse than 9-11 and yasha just said that in the comments what are your thoughts on that um yes i, I agree that this is going to be so the question is is what was this right yes now newly re- uh, revealed video shows sparks and flames 20 minutes before the train actually crashed. Now, they have track monitoring stations that basically pick up heat signatures of the trains and detect if there's an anomaly and they tell the conductor to stop. They went through 20 minutes before when it happened. It didn't. The monitoring station, the video picked up flames, but the monitoring station didn't send any signals. The second one did, and that's when they began to stop. Um, but unfortunately, it was already too late. Now, Vinyl chloride, obviously, we just talked about that. Um, and I've been screaming this on Twitter. Luckily, people took notice. I got, um, uh, what is it, uh, Laura Loomer actually retweeted it, and I got contacted by a show that I'm going to be going on tomorrow to talk about a lot of this, but there's a lot of stuff happening here. Uh, l- let's go here. This is Upward News. Uh, tomorrow or Thursday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow I will be on a show. I will put the information out here in just a little bit. Awesome. So this is uh, one of the streams and rivers. You guys scooping out all the dead ones? Now this is 
coming about after the governor says, oh, the water's safe. Go shower your kids. Drink that water. Breathe that air. Everything's going to be all right, America. Go back to sleep. By the way, the governor of Ohio is just this uh, Ukraine-loving commie, Pinko. I thought he was a Republican. Hasn't hasn't said a word. Well, look at his Twitter. Mm, I don't, yeah. Okay. Here. Yeah. And why weren't those guys wearing suits? I agree with that. You're going to send that to me? Okay. Um, Give me a second. Let me pull it up. He's a Pinko. There's so much. And, and and you know what? Chaos ensues everywhere. This is breaking news right here that we're just getting in. Um, active shooter shooter at Michigan State University reports of multiple victims. Cur- uh, currently, multiple police are responding to an active shooter. Police are reporting multiple shots have been fired on or near Michigan State University campus. Students are urged to secure in place. Man, our hearts and uh, our prayers go out to the people there at Michigan State University. I would be inside taping my fucking window shut with plastic and just hunkering down. I'm not kidding. That's how I would be right now. I'd be like, if I was anywhere near that or the wind or gone or gone. It's serious, dude. Oh, with an active shooter or with an East Palestine? I'm sorry. In Ohio. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a. Yeah. And no, if I was in East Palestine and that happened, I'm gone. Sorry. Dude. I, I'm taking, yep, goodbye. I, I know people don't have the ability to do that because of resources, and it's absolutely horrific that this is happening. I was, I was thinking about that today. What would I do if I was in this situation right now? And I would probably end up hunkering down for as long as I could in my house. Right. Honestly, like I don't have much more options than that and be able to actually survive without being homeless. You know what I mean? Like it's a really fucked up situation anyway. I did send you that link. Okay, I'll check it out in a minute. So, Mike DeWine. So, I'm going to pull this up. So, originally, what I was thinking is that this could have been an act of uh, corporate terrorism. If you're a blacklister like me, you watch the blacklist. <laughs> there's an episode where a train derails and spills hazardous chemicals. There's a plane Spoiler that falls alert. down. Right. And this was corporate terrorism to take down another company. Okay. Oh, and there you go. There's Mike Mike DeWine right there. I stand with Ukraine. There you go. Word. Makes makes sense now. And he hasn't said a word about any of this. Okay. So I was just saying that I, I potentially suspected that this could be corporate terrorism. And I'm going to tell you why. Because anytime you see something like this happen, you question the narrative. And you say, follow the money. Now, firstly, before I do that, who do you think owns CSX, Union Pacific, North uh, Norfolk Southern. Oh, top shareholders. People that own everything, and I only know this because Vanguard, like BlackRock. These are ESG. These are the guys ushering in the new world order, and they're majority shareholders in that uh, in all of these companies. So this is kind of where my whole corporate terrorism falls apart. But I want you guys to to take this into consideration because I'm not saying that this is is what it is. But did you know? That Norfolk, Norfolk Southern targets $1.62 billion acquisition of Cincinnati Southern Railroad. 
Now, what's Cincinnati uh, Southern Railroad? The line has been leased by Northbrook Southern since 1981. In 1987, Northbrook Southern and the Cincinnati Southern Railroad agreed to extend the lease through 2026. In 2021, that lease was again extended to 2051, meaning if Cincinnati sells the railway, whichever company purchases it will have to maintain the lease to Northbrook Southern. Okay. Important part there. Uh, Finally, and this is the important thing. An opportunity cost estimates how much money Norfolk Southern would could lose in profit if they lose access to Cincinnati Southern Railroad. That range has the most variability between 1.1 to 2.4 billion dollars in profit if Norfolk Southern lost access to that railroad. Now, the purchase of the Cincinnati uh, Southern Railroad. Is by the way, Cincinnati Southern Railroad extends 375 miles, and it's one of the only municipal-owned railroads left in the country, as in it's owned by the city of Cincinnati, which means that to sell it, the voters have to vote on it, and that vote is on the ballot in November of this year. Dude, do you think North North uh, Norfolk Southern is going to be able to buy it? Not anymore. So they're not going to be able to buy it, and most likely that lease termination will come about as well because of the fallout from this incident. Which means that whoever gets that lease is going to have a very hefty profit margin of about $1 to $2 billion by taking over those routes. I'm just saying. That's a huge benefit to what just happened, whether it was an accident or not. It's uh, interesting to look at because... It it definitely is interesting to look at. Uh, but then, <laughs> then... Oh, no, this is like an infomercial. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more! Yes, <laughs> there's there's a lot more. Um, and I got to find this other tweet that I have that explains how there is more to this. Um, it oh, should have been. You could get two conspiracy theories for the price of one. That's right. Theory. And, and these <laughs> aren't really... Con- this is like... like this. It's not conspiracy. Well, we're just we're telling the truth here. Well, you know. So, I, I thought I had posted. Yep, there it is. So then we find out there was two more train derailments today. Mm-hmm. Today, two train derailments today. Union Pacific and CX, CSX both had a train derailment. Okay, one in Texas. Uh, a vehicle was struck. The man died, and hazardous chemicals were on the train. Then you have one in Enori. This is, I believe, uh, North Carolina. Yes. Um, and this was a CSX trans- uh, a train that crashed carrying what? Dangerous freaking chemicals. They More- both had dangerous chemicals? Yes. Both of, both of the ones today had oh dangerous chemicals. Gosh. And they, there's preliminary reports. Nobody's saying anything about what, was, uh, what they were. We know that the one in... Um, uh, the Carolinas was actually, um, uh, again, chloride type substances. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to actually go into why that matters in a second. Oh no, dude. But guess what? God damn. There's more. A week ago, there was a train derailment in Louisiana. Hmm. That's four train derailments in three weeks. Okay, the one in Louisiana. Guess what it was carrying? Monkeys. Hazardous chemicals. <laughs> okay. The same yeah, type not... of chemicals, oh. acetyl chlorine, all these types of things. So 
here's here's one of the keys to understand is the railways are critical to U.S. infrastructure, U.S. supply chain. Because of these derailments on these rail rail, uh, rail lines, they're now out of service until they can get back up, which means that the rail services have to go around them until these messes are cleaned up. That puts a hamper on the supply chain. Not only that, is these were producing what? Various different chemicals utilized in food processing, manufacturing, as well as supply chain in the United States of America, as well as the chemical spills directly affect what? Livestock and agriculture. Do we start to see a trend here? Okay. Firestorm. Firestorm. So I wrote this little hit piece. I love Twitter now. I can do like 2,000 characters. I don't have to keep it short anymore. I can write a book on here, and I did. So over the past few few years, many of us reported the potential attacks on U.S. supply chain and warned about the incoming tax on U.S. infrastructure. Over 150-plus fires at various food processing and manufacturing facilities, I have said these were most likely cyber attacks. Machines are now networked in most facilities and can have internal parameters change, which can cause them to overload and start on fire. Then we saw various different oil refineries and gas plants blow up and some have fires. The same logic applies. Recently, we saw a spur of electrical grid attacks by people shooting at various vulnerable points of the grid and taking out power for millions. In the last few months, we have seen what appears to be cyber attacks globally, although they are being covered up. The Ninoy Aquino Airport in the Philippines had a power outage. LAX Airport, power outage. House of Congress, power went out during a committee meeting. Pakistan Power Grill went out for the entire country. The NOTAM systems in the U.S. and Canada both went out on the same day. They grounded flights all over the country. The Canadian system went out after the U.S. came out and said, oh, it was a database error. And then the NOTAMs in Canada goes out. Chicken farms, potential problems with the chicken feed and avian flu are being attacked, as well as a chicken farm burning down in Connecticut. Now we see four train derailments in just three weeks, each carrying hazardous chemicals and also critical to supply chain. The rail tracks themselves will be out of use until the wrecks are cleaned up, which means a delay in shipping. The railroad tracks are critical to U.S. infrastructure. During World War II, the U.S. bombed railroad tracks in and out of Germany military bases, producing starvation and dehydration since the Germans were dependent on them for resupply. I've talked about the Firestorm event for years. Looking at all this, it is very clear it is happening now. Be vigilant of false flag events. The government is silent because at the highest levels of the deep state, they are allowing this to happen. Yeah. This is what, and this is scary shit, guys. I'm telling you, I know that this is kind of doom and gloom, and I hope that this is bringing some questionability of answer to some people out there. But this is some serious stuff. This, This is getting very, very, very real. Yeah, somebody is saying why this is happening. I don't know if we, maybe we could go back to how this benefits different companies. I had a theory on that. Right. Um, so, <clears throat> well, here's the thing. We just found out that every single one of those companies has the same top four shareholders, Vanguard and BlackRock who we know are in cahoots with the World Economic Forum and pushing the ESG, Environmental Social Governance Agenda, and the Green Energy Agenda. Now we have four train derailments within three weeks, each one of them producing a potential ecological hazard to those areas. East Palestine is definitely one, okay? 
Yes. It's interesting. Go ahead. Considering the jab, too. Maybe this is just two birds with one stone. The health effects of this. We're going to get into that in a second. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're going to touch on that because I talked to somebody and I'm going to. He's gonna come on okay. Friday, but we're gonna we're gonna discuss. I kind of had an aha. I had an aha. I didn't know if you had the same aha. Yet. Oh, but when okay. he said that, I went, "Let's go!" Whoa, let's go! So, so when we start looking at this, is these companies right? They want yeah. the Great Reset. In order for the Great Reset to happen, you have to collapse the United States. Why not do corporate sabotage on their own companies? Bring them down, rebuild them better with new rail, hypersonic rails, whatever. And they can all be happy. I'm not ruling any of this out. To your point. To your point. On why the chloride or chlorine type substances in all of these. Guess what happens. When chloride type neurotoxins. These chlorine substances. Enter the bloodstream of vaccinated people with spike proteins. Oh, shoot. What? It exasperates it. It makes it yeah. a thousand times worse. Interesting. I was reading some side effects of exposure to vinyl chloride, and they included heart palpitations, cancers, these kinds of things, in a very quick time frame, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so they could just say, oh, well, were you, you know, anywhere on the eastern side of the U.S.? Well, it can't be. The, it probably wasn't the vaccine. It was probably these this this accident. Yep. It was just an accident so that these, we never talk about. Yeah, so these things are basically neurotoxins and what they're going to do is they latch I guess uh, apparently in in Dr. Tao Braun's going to come on and talk about this is they can um they they latch onto the spike proteins. And so if people are riddled with spike proteins. People are riddled with spike proteins and now they come in contact with this stuff, your body's immune system is not going to do its job. So you could potentially see massive wow. fallout coming from this with vaccinated people now breathing it in or having it in their water or even or even livestock, soybeans, wh- whatever it might be. Long-term effects. later yep. down the road. Right. Could happen to me. I could get a tainted fucking bean in my soup. Yep. Okay. Not so you have that. Now, if you go back into what we've said, Everything I've been saying the last few years, when this firestorm event starts kicking off and like ramping up, it's going to get more and more chaotic. That's what we're seeing right now. More and more chaos, right? Very chaotic. Okay. When everything starts... So, and by the way, what is happening right now throughout the US? US, confusion. Mass confusion. This is a telltale sign that something's about to break. The dam is about to break. And General Flynn even said this on his Twitter. He goes, better watch out. Right when uh, all the chaos ensues is right before you get punched in the nose. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. So, no, Jason is not downwind from that. He's he's upstream, so that's a good thing. Um, this is a thread sent to me today uh, by JTAC, and this is a good thread. And even though this guy doesn't have much followers, I'd probably love to get him on the show. His name's Matthew Braken. He's mm-hmm. a former U.S. Navy SEAL. Okay, and he produced this thread right here. What did he say? He said, alleged Ukrainian chemical weapons attack shown. Drone video shows releasing of gas bomb killing Russian soldiers with nerve gas, not uh, chlorine, in my opinion. If true, this is a major Ukraine war escalation. 
He then says, Ukrainian troops are using drones to drop makeshift chemical munitions into the zone of responsibility of the Russian army. Um, Andriy Marshako, a retired lieutenant colonel of the People's Militia of the Luhansk People's Republic, said. Okay, part three is down towards the bottom. I don't know why part three didn't show up. Part three... Uh, Ukrainian gas tax are not being denied. Uh, Latvian TV, Ukraine has apparently used chemical weapons. Can you please comment on this? I guess. Okay. So then you go back up here to part four. Uh, Ukraine using chemical weapons in latest attacks in Donetsk. These gas attacks might not be shown uh, on NATO, European, or U.S. television, but they are being shown in Russia and elsewhere. Part five. In Russia, the nerve gas attack. Uh, the nerve gas attack brings comparisons to the Zyklon B used in Nazi death camps liberated by the Red Army. Kind of like a uh, um, a throw-it-in-your-face type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Russian media is also showing World War II Panther and Tiger tanks and current Leopard tanks, all with the German Iron Cross after the 80th anniversary of the Stalingrad victory. Mm-hmm. Um how does it how does it look to Russians after Tigers and Panthers to see leopard tanks from Germany attacking them? The Iron Cross is now a Russian war meme. Every escalation more tightly unifies Russian national will while cutting through the NATO confidence and morale. And now you see these tanks with the Iron Cross on there. He then says, if the big Russian offenses offensive is imminent, and, and what he means by the big Russian offensive, guys, I don't know if you guys knew this, is that apparently by February 14th, 15th, Russia has been amassing 500,000 troops on the border for an invasion, tons of tanks, missiles, everything else. So this is what he's talking about. Okay. I think that they will swing much harder and deeper now. You cannot discount the psychological effect on Russians of seeing German tanks heading for combat versus Russians with the Iron Cross on them and now gas. Okay. Then he says... It will not take much more of Russia to strike NATO air bases or ports with hypersonics. A ship is now underway from South Carolina to Germany and Poland loaded with Bradley IFVs. These are the Bradley tanks. Uh, I have little doubt it is under consideration as a target, Lusitania, anyone. And so he's talking about this article here. U.S. shows loading of over 60 Bradley IFFs for delivery in Ukraine. These are our our Bradley M2A2 tanks. Now, what did I tell you was going to happen when those tanks got to Russia or got to Ukraine? What was Russia going to do? Bomb the ship. That's right. What have we seen so far in the sense of what's been going on here? Uh, we had the missile that went into Poland. They Ukraine immediately blamed it on Russia. Yeah. It wasn't. It was Ukrainian. We had the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline. They blamed it on Russia. It's not. It was the United States. False flags trying to drag NATO into the war. Yeah. We're seeing, I've been hearing rumors of troop movements in the United States. People saying, get ready. I saw a Jeep with a big satellite on top of it being towed in a little convoy. Mm -hmm. Forgot to mention that one. That was weird. Well, and to add more to this, and there's more. Last week, three days before the Turkish earthquake, the U.S. State Department and DOD warned Turkey of an imminent terrorist threat in Turkey. Turkey immediately responded saying, you're crazy, we have no intelligence whatsoever. This was then reiterated by the Five Eyes, Italy, uh, UK, and Australia. Turkey didn't listen, but Americans got out. Three days later, the earthquake hit. Okay? So the State Department is pulling people out before something happens. 
Americans warned to leave Russia as State Department issues do not travel alert and calls back everybody, all Americans, out of Russia. State Department told U.S. citizens still in Russia to leave immediately due to the ongoing war. So, does this mean things could possibly get shaken up in Russia in, like you said, the 14th, the 15th? Yeah. My gosh. So, do you know what happened? So, this Navy SEAL said the Lusitania. Lusitania. Do you know what happened with the Lusitania? What is this? I don't know. Is that a region? No, 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 no. No, I have no idea what that is. Please uh, share. Well, this is interesting because... uh, So... The German U-boats torpedoed the British-owned steamship Lusitania, killing 1,195 people, including 128 Americans, on May 7, 1915. The disaster set off a chain of events that led to the U.S. entering World War One. Now, many people, speci- uh, so the U.S. wanted nothing to do with World War One. The British wanted them to get involved because they were losing. All of a sudden, the Lusitania sinks, and the United States loses massive supplies and armament. And here's the thing. Germany would have never have sunk the Lusitania because they knew the Americans would get involved in the war. False flag. There you go. The sinking of the Lusitania was a false flag operation to drag the United States into the war. You now have a ship headed towards Ukraine, the Black Sea, with Abram tanks on it. Is this going to be the next Lusitania? Blame it on the Russians. NATO enters the war. State Department just called back all the people. We are already at heightened readiness posture. And it wouldn't be that hard. It would just take Ukraine to have Russian munitions, which we know it's full of. So when they do recover the missile, they can say, oh, this one's not Ukrainian like the one we found in Poland. This one actually is from Russia. It's an old Soviet-made missile. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. Yep, dude. I hope you're wrong, but it makes perfect sense. It, it, it does, and so as the chaos ensues and gets greater and greater, this is what we're going to see: is World War Three will begin to break out. Not only that, if CPI numbers are not good, they're released tomorrow. The economy is most likely going to digress because of this. Um, see, yeah. How about this one? Double whammy. Triple Romanian. Whammy. Firestorm. Yep, firestorm. Go ahead. Romanian senator claims Turkey. Turkey earthquake was a man-made attack. <laughs> During her speech at the Romanian parliament last week, Senator Diane Lavinici accused the West of using geological weapons to cause a devastating earthquake in Turkey. She said, it is very clear to me that at this point, things at the international level have gotten out of hand. The fools are playing as God and they think they have won the game. Cause of these demented and psychopathic people who cause wars and cataclysms using unconventional weapons. We humans are just numbers they can get rid of. She blasted the globalists for the role in the genocide plot utilizing the alleged pandemic um, and what she described as the COVID death jab. And so her speech is right here. (laughs) And we're not going to watch it because it is in her uh, native language. But so she's saying... Yeah, it doesn't get clearer than that. It doesn't get any clearer than that. That guys, you know, unfortunately, I, I'd like to say that, uh, you know, I'd like to say that uh, there, there's a way out of this. But I go back to what I've been saying all along. Is that we are now, 
knowledgeable on the process to rebuild this country from the ground up, local community level. We all understand that this country should have never been exasperated to large cities and stuff like this because that's how countries decline because of that. We should have kept it small, communal. Um, it, it's a scary time to be alive. And, and yeah, I'm the bearer of doom and gloom and people will be like, but Patriots will win control, man. No, they're not. And, and there's nobody that's coming to save us but ourselves. And I know that this hurts for a lot of people. I know that people want to trust a plan. But here's the thing. You are the plan. We are the plan. This was never meant to be easy. This was never meant to, to have someone swoop in and take out the deep state and everything's fine and dandy and we can go back to our lives as normal. Our lives will never be normal again. We're in the midst of the fourth turning. That's the truth. And, and what does that entail? Great Depression? World War? Complete transformation of your political, your social, and your economic frameworks? It's happening right now before our eyes. Uh, these train derailments, this is an attack on U.S. fucking infrastructure, people. That's what this is. And people are like, dude, it was an accident, man. Okay. Don't care. The fact that the yeah. government is not mentioning a word of it, the fact that the governor of Ohio is telling people to go home, the air is fine and the water is fine, that, that people are just being lied to, that the media is being arrested when they go to report on it, that doesn't concern people. That we come out there and we talk about 150 plus food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities that have burned down, that are no longer in commission, and we're told we're conspiracy theorists. Because our supply chain is being attacked. People talk about the price of eggs rose. Why? Because they're scarce. Why? Because the chickens aren't laying as many. Oh, it's because of the avian flu. Oh, really? Well, what happened when they tested the, the chicken feed? Oh, they find a potential that the chicken feed is, is poisoning the chickens, causing them to be infertile. When they start going grass grazing, guess what happens? They start having eggs again. Well, hello, look at that. Well, is that a conspiracy? Do you remember two years ago, they were slaughtering the livestock all around the country? All the mm -hmm. cattle? You remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Elections have consequences. You're absolutely right. And oh, yeah. And listen, I'm not saying that this is over. I'm not saying that they won because they didn't win. Here's the thing. is day in and day out, we've come to realize this more and more of what is happening in this world and more truth is unveiled. We are in the midst of what I would call revelation or the apocalypse this is the unveiling mm. of the truth okay mm. that our whole world has been one big frigging lie and that people need to wake up to how deep this really goes and we're not going to talk about aliens we're not going to talk about you know all this this other conspiracy stuff stuff that potentially goes with it Okay, I don't want to talk about satanism yes these people are sociopaths psychopaths and they are plain right evil that's all you need to know, okay? They are just plain, downright evil. They will stop at nothing until they get their way. Period, okay? And like I said before, I said this two and a half years ago, they will scorch the earth before they ever give up power. And that's where we're at right now, is they are bringing this world, trying to bring this world to the knees. And we gotta remember, if America falls, the world falls. And here's the thing, is America isn't infrastructure. 
America isn't institutions. It's not government. It's the people. And the more informed that people are, the more powerful they become. And you got to reminisce back on the last, what, 2023, seven years, 2016, the present. What happened? The way people consumed information changed. There was a migration, a transition. People were no longer watching Walter Cronkite's 60 minutes or one hour news broadcast. They were instead taking in short little posts on social media, memes and two to three minute videos. People realized this and they began a, a information campaign to take back the idea of information. And it worked because what's happened since then? This is what's happening. Citizen journalists, digital soldiers, people like you and me are out there researching, investigating. Are we 100% correct? No, absolutely not. Is the mainstream media? No, they're not even close to being correct. Their whole job was to lead you in the wrong direction in the first place. That's the one thing that people need to understand. The mainstream media's job is to give you just a tidbit of truth and a whole bunch of propaganda and disinformation depending upon the political bias that they have at that point in time. The thing here is, yeah, we might be politically oriented. Yeah, I'm conservative. Sure. But guess what? It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is saving America. And I want to save America not just for the right, but for the left as well. I want to save it for the kids to have an opportunity in the future. I want to save America so that my children grow up in a place and have the same rights, liberties, and freedoms that I did. To be able to go outside, walk down the street, and not be in fear of being poisoned, killed, shot. Or living in a third world country where they have to worry about where food or clean water is going to come from. Or having a roof over their heads. We have an amazing country here, and it's not dead, it's not gone, but it's under attack. And these people will stop at nothing, nothing to continue their siege on America. Yeah, they might have bought all the politicians, they might have bought all the local politicians, but that doesn't mean shit because they have not bought you and me. They have not bought the hearts and the minds of the home of the free, of the home of the brave, all right? Land of the free, home of the brave. So when we're looking at this whole situation, I've said this before, and I know people hate me when I say that there's no plan, but nothing can stop what's coming. Nothing. And what that is, is that this world is going to transition. This world is going to transition into a whole new idea of political systems, financial systems, social systems and the question is is will that be a socio-communist socio-communist communist fascist technocratic oligarchical controlled technocratic surveillance state or will that be one built upon freedom liberty justice and the people rising up and saying no more and it just depends on how much the people acquiesce to this power. That, that's really the key here. We, that's what we have to understand is that we are watching it unfold. We are watching it happen. Get prepared. Get ready. If nothing happens, great. You're going to have a whole bunch of excess food. You're going to be prepared for if something does happen. You're going to have some, you know, my Patriot Supply bins sitting on the shelf that are good for 25 years. Take it camping with you. 
Handed out the food if nothing happens in five years. Okay? What happens if you have 8,000 rounds of ammunition, five guns, and you're ready for Armageddon? That's and nothing happens. You're gonna go shoot you're gonna go learn to shoot. <laughs> you're gonna have plenty of ammo. Right? You got a damn good shot. That's right. <clears throat> what happens if you have you know, 500 gallons of clean, fresh water and, and chlorine dioxide tablets and, and ivermectin and all types of different medications and vitamins in storage. You're going to be prepared. So what happens if you have all this stuff and nothing ever happens? Make a water slide. Nothing. Yeah. You, you were prepared. <laughs> you were prepared for something to happen and it mm -hmm. didn't. But what happens if you're not prepared? Mm. I, I was telling Vince before the show. I was in Denver this last weekend and watching what was happening unfold in the world. I, I wasn't trying to check the news. I wasn't trying to do much stuff, uh, but I started seeing what was happening over like Huron, all this other stuff uh, and a few other things that were happening. And I said, um, something could happen. Something could happen fast. And I, I texted my wife and I said, I don't think anything's going to happen, but if something does this is what you need to do. Because I was 800 miles away, right? So I said, if something does happen, this is what you need to do. And I said, guns, ammo, food, um, electricity goes out. This is how you store the food. Uh, you still have a frost line here in Minnesota. You dig a two-foot hole. It's going to be hard to dig. You're going to be putting all the frozen food under that frost line or right above that frost line. You're going to be good to go. These are the types of things that you want to do, Right. And so I, I said this long list and she's like, okay, right? Didn't question me. And, and that's good because I don't like traveling because of these situations because this could happen in a moment's notice. And I'm like, I, I think I texted, I, uh, I think I texted JTAC or something. I said, dude, just go figure that all this is unraveling right now. And I'm stuck in Denver, Colorado with 12 rounds and a 45 pistol is all I got, uh, you know, but enough gas to get yeah. home because I had what? extra gas. That's just like the script for every zombie movie ever. Right? So there's a lot of things happening, a lot of things unraveling. Um, are there people in the military that know what's going on and understand what's happening and potentially have investigations? I do believe that. I, I really do. Yeah, somewhat. Do they, they have, have the ability to do anything, Vince? That's a complicated situation. I'm not an expert on it. I don't know. I, I think that it would take an act of God for them to do something. And here's the thing is don't don't trust that notion that they would. OK, yeah, and look at where we are. You know, there might be a plan right now or there maybe there was a plan out of time. Mm -hmm. We're not on plan B. We're not on plan C. We're not on plan D. Things change. Plan A never goes to plan. OK, right. Never. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're doing something simple or something complex. This happens to be very complex. So it's even more true. Even if they did have the intelligence and did have some action to do, someone's going to throw a stick in their spokes. And it's not going to go. Yeah. And so when we're looking at this whole situation unraveling now, guys, uh, pay attention to what's happening in Ukraine with Russia. Uh, watch for false flags. If something happens with those tanks, which I, I've, I called this weeks ago, mm. I said yes. that once those tanks get over there, it's something's going to happen to them. And I think that this is a really good potential that that's exactly what we're going to see, uh, which would drag NATO directly into this war. And once that happens, 
Russia is going to start hitting NATO targets because they have no other choice at that point. If, yeah. if NATO entered the Ukraine war, all of NATO becomes a target. All of Europe becomes a target. Now, where was World War One fought? Europe. Europe. Where was World War Two fought? Europe. Europe. Where's World War Three going to be fought? Oh, probably all over. But it's going to start in Europe. Europe. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, <laughs> and there, there is, it, there's so much, but there's not right. I mean, that was just a few different things <laughs> that we talked about. Yeah, that's yeah, just a surface. A <laughs> so, things to look for is whatever's going on with these objects in the sky. Don't fucking worry about them. They're not. They're nothing to be concerned about. They're not going to launch laser beams or beam you up or probe your ass or any of that stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> I agree with that, dude. We can't stress about the things that we have no control over that aren't pertinent to the now. Right. Um, it's more of a distraction, a psychological warfare operation that's being perpetuated against you to keep you from the truth of what it really was and to distract you from what's actually happening politically as well as in East Palestine and what is potentially going to break out right now in Ukraine. Now, as well, and this is a point of, of, of thought here. China is a member of the BRICS nations. Now, in 2019, the World Economic Forum released an article called The New Silk Road, How China is Building It. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. The new Silk Road incorporates the majority of the people that are involved in the BRICS nations. Go figure. Um, The World Economic Forum, obviously China went rogue from them and broke off. But either way, the World Economic Forum doesn't give a shit if the West or the East wins this battle. Because they have infiltrated both sides. Yeah, I think they have a a head. I think they have a position of power in every country. Right. To some extent. So... The BRICS nations right now, BRICS Plus, BRICS Extended, uh, with Saudi Arabia now moving in, Turkey potentially moving in, Iran being considered, um, which Probably I said was going to happen. Yeah, I, which I said Iran and, and uh, North Korea and Venezuela soon join. Um, they have over 75% of the global population, okay, mm-hmm. and control 65% of all processing, manufacturing, and distribution supply chain, raw materials. One of the key points to all of that is Taiwan. The majority of shipping traffic goes through the Straits of Taiwan. I think 72% of all shipping traffic goes through the ports of Ta- uh, Straits of Taiwan. As well as, oh, sorry, 60% of the shipping traffic goes through the ports of Taiwan. 72% of the global trip, uh, micro-trip trade is out of Taiwan. China wants that. Yeah, which is critical for almost every industry that's modern, including militaristic. Right. So if China gets Taiwan. It's over. There's no shots that need to be fired. Economically, there's no shots that need to be fired. It's simply a war of attrition at that point. Because the rest of the global community becomes shut off from those supplies if World War III breaks out. Now, I also want you to keep this in perspective we've said that the war in ukraine was a war of attrition a war of attrition of russia basically bleeding dry the nato nations of their armaments 
And what's exactly happened? Exactly that. Joe Biden immediately went into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, depleted that. We're sending them missiles and tanks and guns and weapons and money, hyperinflation, all this stuff. And if China goes in and takes Taiwan during any point in time during this, it's, 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 it's no shots fired. All they have to do is cut off the West from the supply chain for three months and we're all third world countries. Okay? Economic warfare at its finest. So what does that mean then? Why was China having this intricate surveillance network maybe encompassing low-flying drones to surveil U.S. land? It's a lot of reasons. Target package build-outs, these types of things. Um, they say they've been doing it for, for years under the Trump administration. Potentially, but I don't think the drone thing was there. And I guarantee you that these things that they're shooting down are freaking drones. It's probably like everything else. Maybe there's a little bit of truth there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I think that they were doing was basically mapping out uh, strategic tactical um, narratives. Is if I understand how the United States operates in the sense of the military distribution, missile distribution, national defense then is there a potential that we could launch an EMP or take out their supply chain or critical infrastructure causing a certain event to happen in the United States of America that looks like a natural or just an accident, a natural disaster or an accident that takes up the majority of their resources and then we invade Taiwan? I think that that's what we're about to see. I think that we're about to see a a grid go down, a, a, a tidal wave hit east or west coast, uh, an earthquake, something massive, uh, natural type of cataclysmic event. The reason I think it's going to be natural cataclysmic is because they can manipulate weather and that also reinforces the global warming agenda. That it'll hit the United States, and when it does, that China will probably invade Taiwan very soon after because U.S. resources will be busy, distracted, dealing with that crisis. And they don't need much more than a 24-hour window of distraction to actually accomplish the job. On top of that is Taiwan Taiwan political officials were just in China visiting with them. Basically, if you go back from the whistleblower reports that we've already heard about this, is that mm-hmm. the Chinese politicians have already or the Taiwanese politicians have already sold out to China, and so their military will stand down when China invades. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So China basically probably laid it all out on the table and said, "Go along with it, or here's what's going to happen. Here's yep. the plan." And- must be solid if that's the case. Holy smokes, man. That's right. Plus, don't forget, Russia. We'll see what happens there, too. Yep, and if Trump was in office, none of this would be happening, guys. We all have to understand that. I, do, I believe that. All right, guys, we have the Battle of the Streams. I'm going to go ahead and read these. Man, I went... I, it was a long show. Wow, crazy. But thank you guys for all the donations tonight. You guys are absolutely wonderful. Mark Haverly, thank you so much for the donation this uh, this last past week. Uh, Grandma 5 Revolt celebrated a five-month substreak. Thank you so much, Grandma 5. Shannon 13, 5 Ice Cream. Thank you so much, Shannon 13, 13. Michaela, 0214, $100 on Rumble. Love your shows and everything you do. Thanks, Josh and Vince, for always bringing us the news and the events of the day. Thank you so much, Michaela. Much appreciated. Holly RR, one diamond bayonet, two lemons, LED, two ice cream. Thank you much, Holly. Bayonet and LEDD. Uh, just Jim, not FBI Jim, just Jim. 101 gold pills. Hi, guys. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. 
Annie Bean, one lemon. JCMC, zero, 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 seven, five lemons. Annie Bean, another lemon. Shannon, 1313, six lemons. Thank you so much, Annie Bean, JCMC, and Shannon, 13. PQuest, gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, PQuest. Uh, Central, one, two, three, four, gifted a can. Wash up. Ah, good job, Josh and Vince. Thank you much, so much, Central. CK, Whitehorse, 180, gifted a cookie. So much, thank you so much, CK, Whitehorse. Slumdog, gifted a can. Be vigilant. Red Pill Family, that's right. Thank you so much, Slumdog. Central, one, two, three, four, cookie. Ah, thank you so much, Central. RPG, 3573, <laughs> three ice cream, bayonet, two, uh, two lemons. Cat, 24, one lemon. JCMC, three lemons. Shannon, 1313, one lemon. Bayonet, Cat, JCMC, and Shannon, thank you so much. Lolo, celebrating a three-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Lolo. Central, one, two, three, four, gifted a can. You're figuring it out, Red Pills. Earthquake <laughs> yeah. controls flags. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Cat 24, one lemon. And thank you so much, Cat and uh, Lolo and Central. Central again, shades. We uh, gives us some shades. We know carry the red f- red pills. Uh, carry the flag, Red Pills. God bless. Thank you so much, Central 1234. Uh, Central 1234, gifted a can. Give love, praise to the higher power. You can do it. We all love God. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Central. Holly RR, one diamond. Shannon, 1313, three lemons and uh, six lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you guys for all the donations. Vince, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I think Central's A-A-H-H-H was more like, ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> guys, uh, listen, We're uh, keep uh, pay, make sure you're subscribed to Red Pills TV, uh, your email address on there. If you guys go there, you're going to see much ways to support us, including our sponsors, Dr. Kirk Elliott, Gold and Silver. You can get that there. Um as well as Honey Colony, uh, My Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash patriot. Go there, get that supplies. Uh, check out redpills.tv. It's got all of our information, how to support us, how to also get prepared, and some good ways to do that there. Um, don't forget socialredpill.com. We have live Zooms every night. Tomorrow is our live Q&A. Um, and so I will be on that to, to that. Uh, Thursday, I am doing a uh, AMP Insider on American Media Periscope. That is a Q&A for the subscription members. If you guys are interested in that, ampinsider.us slash sign dash up. You can check that out. Um, and so Vince will be covering the show Thursday night. I'm probably going to be doing a show Friday night. We don't know if it's going to be a fringe or more of this type of thing. If it's going to be this type of thing, it just means it's not on YouTube. I'm going to have probably Dr. Talbron. I'm waiting for to get confirmation back from that. Um, tomorrow... Um, Tomorrow night, uh, I'm recording tomorrow in the morning, but uh, I'm going to be on a show, and uh, I will send the information out when I'm on the show, or after I record the show, so you guys have that information. Don't, it, it's a big show. It's, it's a good one. So It's kind of a big deal. Thank you. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> but uh, much appreciated for them for reaching out to me. We're going to be talking about East Palestine. We're going to be talking about everything that I just talked about here on this show, uh, including the Firestorm event, I hope, and, and talking about Russia and, and potentially what's going on. So uh, much love, respect, guys. You guys all take care. Get prepared. Be ready. You never know what's going to happen, but be vigilant. Stay safe out there. God bless. Have a good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. 
frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.